Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports people navigating herpes stigma. We connect people to community resources, support groups, as well as mental health resources if they are struggling with the stigma of their diagnosis. You can support our efforts by going to www.spfpp.org. That's just the acronym for Something Positive for Positive People. And uh, yeah, you can donate today and help us with continuing our mission. This episode is part of the Discordant Dating Series. Uh, This is a second recording of hopefully a lot (laughs) where I interview people who are either in relationships or have been in relationships with people living with herpes. And they, at least to this point, have not expressed any symptoms, tested positive or um, yeah, or just hadn't had much I don't know. I don't know how to close that out. Those were the only two things I wanted to say, but I acted like I was going to say a third thing. But I'm really excited to uh, be able to be doing this. I'm really pumped for how many people have shown up so soon after having made the post. This is my second recording today. So I think I'll be a little bit more concise in my questioning and the flow of the conversation uh, as we go through here today. So, Anthony, I'm here with you today. And uh, I believe we connected because your partner saw my post and was like, hey, go ahead and hop on this podcast real quick and talk about your experience. Is that is that kind of what happened? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much so. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being a part of this. Like everyone who comes on and shares their experience or speaks to having navigated some aspect of the stigma is contributing to, I mean, in 2020, something positive for positive people peaked at 20,000 subscribers. So that means at least 20,000 people have at some point made contact with some of the support resources, podcasts, episodes that we provide more than once too. So I think that's what they mean by subscribers. If you downloaded an episode more than once. So, um, Each of our guests, each of our experiences shared have at least been able to help that many people. So I'm hoping that, you know, that number only grows from here with people just coming in and out and getting what it is that they need. So my first question to you is what made you agree to be a part of this interview? I could tell because uh, before we started recording, when she uh, she cut the she had the music playing and then she came in and she kind of spoke and said hi. Uh, it sounded like it was kind of authoritative. It was like, hey, you go get your ass in there. You gonna be a part of this? <laughs> like, hey, this is something positive. You gonna do it? Cause I said so. Like, all right. Oh, uh, I'm doing it. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, let's 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 start with how y'all met. How did you and your partner uh, meet, and how did she disclose her status to you? And then we'll start there, and then speak to what your thought process was moving forward. Sure. Um, I mean, we met pretty much ironically at kind of like the height of the pandemic. Um, so it's like maybe March of 2020. Kind of when we met, like it was, you know, that's when they first started shutting things down. Like, can't go here, can't go there. Put your mask on, six feet away. Uh, so on, so forth. So we met online, <clears throat> and we started there. We chatted online for maybe about a good month, maybe month and a half ish. Um, and you know, we just kind of started, you know, really getting to know each other. Then, you know, I want to say it's like maybe June. No, no, no. A little bit. I'll say maybe like um, mid May. I, I think it was around mid May, maybe the beginning of May. When they kind of started to lift the band, so letting people kind of get out and just start doing a couple things. So we said, well, hey, since we can kind of go out safely, so to speak, let's go out on a date. So we went on a date, and things went well there. And you know, we just kind of started hitting it off, uh, talking more, and uh, it just kind of went from there. Um, long story short yeah um as far as like her disclosure to me uh i mean we've talked about this on a couple different occasions but uh ironically for her and i guess myself to a degree um and you know just something that you all heard in relations before like you know you if you want something different you gotta do something different so for her she was like i was typically not her type that she would go for initially but again, you know, you want something different, got to do something different. So that was what she did. And her um, disclosing to me, you know, she, I guess, didn't really put too much behind it. Really didn't think it was going to go too far or any, to the degree that it went to. So she was kind of like open about it. Like, you know, I guess in her mindset, I have to, you know, get her, you know, her actual thoughts. But I think it was more so she like, well, if I just tell him this, he's going to run off anyway. So let's just get on out the way, be done. And then when I told him, like, you know, I said, okay, I'm like, if you expect for that to run me off, I'm you have to try a little bit harder now. I'm like, I, ain't, I ain't, you know, I'm a little different. So, you know, don't just run me off like that. So she was kind of surprised that I just took it so well and didn't really give it no, uh, I mean, I don't say did get a lot of thought, but didn't really just make so much out of it. Like, okay, that's what it is. All right, let's just come on. You know, I still like it. I don't change who you are. It doesn't change your personality, your character. So, what is it supposed to do? Yeah, I hope she listening tonight. <laughs> if she listening. Like, you know, we just kept on, and then now we're a year and a half, almost two now. Um, got a daughter and all that good stuff. So, you know, all the little stigma she tried to throw on me, I'm like, hey, I'm away. That's it. Just, oh, who, who do you think you're dealing with? That's Got my way. I, come on now. Yeah, uh, she listening in the other room right now. Probably you over. You 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 should use this. Like hype this up. You know, make sure she can hear you. And just how like oh, no. she's, she's actually in the room talking to her sister, but she'll she'll come back and watch it. So <laughs> she'll see it then. All right. Uh, I think that speaks volumes to hearing the other side of this because I've heard of people using their disclosure as a way to push someone away, but. 
it's almost like it was a testament to your resilience, how serious you were about pursuing her. And she might have began to take you seriously based on your response. Would you say that that's kind of what you would think? I would agree. Uh, I would definitely say open up her eyes like, you know, you know, we, we discussed some of her previous uh, encounters and, you know, trying to disclose and things of that nature. So, you know, it kind of really got her down. So, again, like with me, she really, I guess, take that seriously. She's like, okay, you know, and then, like I'm not really her type per se initially, but when she saw I wasn't shaking or moved by it, then that kind of like was the opinion, like, oh, well, I guess someone can love me just for who I am, despite, you know, the past or however. And I said, we just kept pushing forward. And like I said, you know, like, here we are now. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Have you had any encounters with anyone who's tested positive for herpes or any other STI before? Is this your first time being disclosed to? Actually, this is the third. Oh, tell me more. Say maybe 
six months or so, three months up before I met my current partner, um, she, you know, diagnosed as well. <clears throat> and she disclosed to me on the very first day. But in doing so, she, you know, she took a lot of precautions. and But again, you know, we just had a really good rapport and everything. And she was just like, you know, I feel comfortable speaking to you. You, you know, you sound you have some common sense. You're not going to flip out on me or potentially act this or that way. And I'm like, hey, look, tell me. You know, she said she has something important to tell me. I'm like, tell me in your own due time, whether it be now, two weeks, a month. Like, I'm not in a rush. I'm trying to get to know you. So, hey, no worries. And then so she told me that day. And I'm like, okay. And, again, she was trying to say, like, look, I was with this guy. We were together for this long. And he wound up running the streets and doing this and then brought it back to me. And now I'm, and I'm like, that doesn't change who you are as a person to me. You know, that doesn't change your character, your demeanor. But she did tell me, you know, she had her dark moments and, you know, she stayed in the house and didn't want to go nowhere. And if she did, she would cope with, like, a lot of drinking, things of that nature. I'm like, well, look, that's something you don't have to do with me. I want to get to know you. And, you know, I understand this is a part of who you are. And if I want to be with you, then, hey, this is a package deal. So either I'm with you or I'm not. So, hey, let's, let's, we're going to do it. Let's do it. And that was, that was just the end of it. Um, and then, like I said, that didn't quite work out, um, just because of work schedule conflicts and just trying to be able to spend time, it unfortunately just didn't quite work out. So, you know, we parted, you know, amicably, and then, like I said, a little bit after that, me and my current partner got together, and, you know, this is where we are now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that background, because it sounds like there's a little bit of a pattern with the partners that have disclosed to you and like needing to justify it, like also give you the story that's connected to it of, oh, I got herpes from somebody who cheated on me. I was the faithful one in the relationship. Is that is that kind of like what what does that make you feel like when you hear someone share with you in that way? that they got herpes and they're telling you why because your response is you know i'm here for you i don't care about you know how you got it or anything i know that this is more about an education thing but do you have any sort of uh like feelings about it being justified or people having to explain themselves and disclosing to you uh i will say i appreciate them you know trying to justify and rationalize it um just because, you know, this is one thing you're going to, anyone's going to want to know the background behind, like, well, how did this even happen to begin with? Anyone's going to know. Anyone's going to be curious. But, like I said, for me, at the end of the day, if I'm here to get to know you, that's all that should matter right now. You know, after that, it's a matter of, okay, well, since this is a thing, how do you take care of yourself? You know, so that way I can either help you pattern that or help you try to like put together a schedule so you can maybe manage it better if you're not already doing well and if you so okay great then that lets me know i can be safe around you be safe with you and don't have to necessarily worry about hey what could potentially happen to me um but you know i mean as far as like them wanting to disclose you know is it needed for me no but i do appreciate it and i just love to know that like hey you can give the details in your own due time. It doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Just whenever you feel comfortable. And I know it can be 
triggering thing. So I'm, you know, that's the last thing I want to do is put you in a vulnerable state and make you feel like, oh, you have to do this. Otherwise, I'm going to up and leave or I'm going to talk bad about you. Like, no, like, when you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Otherwise, let's continue to move on and get to know each other. That's the most important thing right now. Yeah. Um, Out of curiosity, what is or what has been the difference between dating someone who has herpes versus partners um, in the past? Like these most recent three partners that you've had, you've been disclosed to three times. So have you found that there's been a difference in how you navigate dating or sex with them versus people who you haven't been disclosed to by? It has disclosed me fairly quickly. Um, I would say, if anything, I would say, if anything, the interesting part um, is for people who who are who don't have it. <laughs> believe it or not, to me, people who actually are uh, who actually do have it seem to be more honest about it. Like, hey, this is where I am. This is my stance. This is my sexual health. Here's all the information here. Let me let you know versus someone who's not. You know, they'd be like, oh, hey, let's just go out and get some drinks and get together. Hey, I like you. You like me. Let's go back to my place, your place. It's like, hold on. Like, I, I, I need to, I'm not saying I'm not interested, but at the end of the day, if this don't work out, I don't need to have something that I can't get rid of. Like, let me, you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost, the opposite in a degree you would think someone who has it would be like maybe be a bit more discreet about it keep it to myself first you know really weigh the opposite for saying something but it's like I've just been fortunate to where they like hey I'm gonna tell you right now this is it blah 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 and someone who doesn't you know we can go on three four five days you know and before we even have that you know have that serious discussion and it's like this doesn't kind of exist. This is something we should all do right at the beginning or at least within the first one to three dates versus, you know, so it's, it's, it's weird, but hey, that's just how it works out. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, yeah, y'all seem a bit more honest, but it's like, I guess because they know, hey, these are the consequences and one bad decision can change everything versus someone who doesn't. It's like, oh, well, this ain't gonna happen to me and that false mindset, like, uh-uh, this can happen to anyone. So don't get too comfortable. Don't get too, you know, above your own station. Hey, if it happened to this person, it can happen to you. You've just been looking up and it just hasn't happened yet. But don't get too too comfortable because next thing you know, this could be you in this situation or worse. And then what? So you mentioned uh, that you're about to be 40. Congratulations. Yes. No, no shame in right. your game. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious to know if there's a difference in how you look at the possibility of getting an STI or dating someone with an STI being closer to this age versus maybe when you were in your 20s or uh, late 20s going into your 30s. Like, what's the difference? I know you mentioned education, but I'm wondering if there's anything to be said for maturity at all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, back in my 20s, especially my early 20s, oh, I was reckless. I was, I was reckless. I ain't saying, let me call a spade a spade. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm soon to be 40, and I, I'm just having my first kiss. So I was still responsible, but 
Hey, I, I can think of a few that like, I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Like, God, God, like, I need not let that happen no more. Yeah. Versus now, it's like, hey, you know, let me really get to know you. Let me stop looking at the pretty rappers and the clothes and all this on the outside. Let me get to know you because, you know, you might not be the person I want to deal with at all, you know, status or not. You, I mean, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So now it's like this is a maturity thing. Like, let me get to know you better. Let me do this. Let me take different precautions just because I am older and like I, I have more responsibilities now. You know, just for myself. You know, let alone you know I'm more aware of how the world works and potential consequences. Versus when you're younger, you think you're invincible. Oh, uh, ain't nothing gonna happen to you. Heck, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's it will happen. So. My mindset now is like, it, I mean, it's still straight male. It's it's, hey, it's something you just that's just extra in the DNA. But I'm very more conscious about. It. I'm very more aware. I'm very more detailed and intricate and wanting to, you know, like as I guess a, a good way to put it, like in your twenties, maybe in you know late twenties, early thirties, you know, sex is like a one, two, or three versus me now it's like hey that's like four five six like it's up there but hey i can push that to the side to figure out you know are you the right person for me is this someone i can kind of see myself dealing with you on good days bad days you know so on and so forth because one thing that i like to tell people in any aspect dating work family friend or however is you know, and that's very true that time's the one thing that we spend, we cannot get it back no matter what we do. So when you're younger, yeah, you, you, you know, you've been, I was like, I was a bit more reckless, but now it's like, oh, my time is very important, very precious to me. And I know it's limited, not because of I'm just because I'm older, like there's a finite time that we're on this planet, period. So now I've come to realize that more and more, it's like, hey, do I want to give you my time and energy and stuff? Is Are you worth it? And if you are, that's one thing. But if you're not, hey, I can cut this short now, move around. And while I may be, you know, like, well, she look good. Let me give it a chance. You know, let me give some time. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. You got about a good, you know, maybe a good 30 days, 60 days. Hey, what, what, what are you doing? Do I yeah. like you enough to want to deal with you some more or no? Yeah. And if I'm not what you want to, tell me up front. That's I, you won't hurt my feelings. I'm grown. I've heard it all, seen it all. She ain't nothing tell me. So look, it, it is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine. I'm somebody else's. Let me go find them, and you go find whatever it is you want. So you kind of spoke to this a little bit in what you just <laughs> shared. Uh, honesty has become something important to you. It's not, you know, oh, do you look good? Like, how well put together are you? It's more, like, attractive, if you will, to experience that honesty from someone is kind of what I heard. Um, I would like to know if going into these relationships, would you say that you knew what you wanted? And I'm curious to know, like, how did that affect whether or not you pursued someone? Were you looking at long-term or short-term? Did that impact your decision to move forward with the women who disclosed to you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, For me, it's always been about long-term. Always been about long-term. You know, at the 
are you date people to find out who you want to be with in this thing called life and this journey because this you know it's a long journey you know so i'm not and i've seen people where they will be like you know oh i like this person yeah we'll date for probably two three years we'll break up go our separate ways and you know maybe we'll come out like why are you already planning to not be with this person how do you already have a set time frame and if that's the case then why even date them to begin with if you already see this is on the last maybe like a year two years but yet you're still gonna waste your time no i'm not even gonna do that like i'm looking for the long term so and if you know that's one thing i want to know with them like is this are you just talking about this for the hair now you just want a good time and if so cool we can be friends but at least i know where to come compartmentalize you so i'm not gonna give you as much time as i would someone who says hey i'm trying to do this for 10 15 20 years with you or longer versus don't say yeah we have good for the next six months maybe a year okay like i said i don't know where to put you at so for me it's always been long term and it was for them as well and that's why they've lasted the, you know the time frames that they did you know now they you know we're both one long term but it just so happens to get cut short for whatever reason that's one thing that's not a waste of my time you know, that was just, it just didn't work out. We just didn't click like we thought. That's fine. Versus someone coming in and they know right at the gate, hey, I'm just, I'm just looking for a good time for the next three months or six months while I'm in town working or whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time with that. Because when you leave, oh, I had a great time. But if I'm wanting more, then you leave, then I'm lacking. And I'm going to be wanting more for you, which I can no longer get. Versus someone who says, I want, long term with you so let's do it you can feed it to me i can feed it to you and we can go from there and see where the journey takes us yeah in these relationships where you're invested long term you know going in you want long term you know that yes. honesty is something that's important to you so where does this weigh in turn in what's the difference between like Mm, let me rephrase how I'm trying to ask this. What I want to ask you is where does the value of potentially getting genital herpes from a partner weigh in reference to the longevity and the potential of the relationship with someone who's honest? Okay, well, again, like I said, honesty is the biggest thing and the next part of it, like I say, it's just once you're honest with me, it's like, okay, now we got that major, we got past that major hurdle. How are you taking care of yourself? What are your preventative steps, measures, so on and so forth? Because if you're doing everything you can to take care of yourself and keep yourself safe, you know, so on and so forth, then I know if you're going to look out for yourself that much, you look out for me just as much. Just like you don't expect the same thing from me with you. Now, if you're now, if you tell them up front, hey, great, but you're like, yeah, I got this medication. But I'm, I'm supposed to take it like, you know, once a week or once every couple of days. But I'm going to take it maybe like once every two weeks just because, oh, I get busy. I forget. Uh-uh. Let, we we going to stop right here. And we're going to go, you know, I'm going to help you get on the schedule, get on the pattern. That's my job as a potential long-term partner, you know, interest, love, whatever. If I want to be here long term, then it's my job to help better you, just like you want to help better me. So, hey, thanks for telling me. Oh, this is the issue. You can't stick to it. Then let me help you get on track. Yeah. So you ain't got to worry about this going forward. 
I want to I want to speak to that real quick, because on one hand, it can sound like you're saying, no, you're going to take this medication. But like what I'm hearing underneath that is I need you to take care of yourself. It sounds like uh, some people can present and say, all right, well, I'm supposed to do this, but I'm not doing that. And it's just because it's not a priority to me, but it's something that should be a priority. And based on how you said, you know, you didn't say take care of me. You said take care of you, take care of yourself. You said that part first and the better care of the better that someone is able to take care of themselves, the better they are able to take care of other people. And this translates beyond just herpes. This isn't exclusively where that fits in, because if you're able to take care of yourself as a, a, a as your self, uh, yourself, as your you and your own being, then as individual. Your own, yeah, thank you. As an individual, you're taking care of yourself, then that extends into every other aspect of your life because now you're at 100%. So now you can give of that 100% to a relationship, to being a parent, to being uh, a friend and an employee, employer, entrepreneur, whatever ventures you take on, then that's who is showing up. You at 100% taken care of. So you're not like pushing for someone to be able to take care of you. You're pushing that partner to be able to take care of themselves and in hand, like just by association, they'll be able to be supportive and help take care of you. And this, I, I wanted to speak to that because it goes beyond just the health piece. But yes, it's a very significant part of it. Absolutely. Just for the fact of, I mean, one, let's be honest. We may come to this one to this to last the next 30, 40, 50 years. And that's great, but it may not. So at the very least, no matter what, you're going to always have yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, then how can I expect you to take care of me if we make it? So not saying I don't want it, by all means I do, but you know, what kind of partner would I be if I'm not even helping you take care of yourself? Again, at the end of the day, you're going to always have you. I may or may not be here. You know, something could happen to me, whether it be illness, freak accident, and in this space right now with COVID, like anything could happen. I may not be here to help keep you on track anymore. So you've got to be able to do it for yourself. And the same thing with me. If I got some kind of medical issue, but I'm not really taking care like I need to, or whatever the case may be, I can't be dependent upon you to take care of me. You know, I gotta be able to do it for myself. And you're supposed to just help enhance that and you know support me in it and we can go from there. Cause again, if something happens to you and you will take care of me, but I'm but you know I'm here, I gotta be able to take care of myself. Yeah. So I mean that's at least that's my mindset on it. Okay. Uh, I want to speak back to this. Uh, if you want something different, you got to do something different. And okay. you spoke to that, you know, on your partner's behalf, you being something different. I'm curious to know, like, what what is it that makes you different? Is it that you want long term? I know that you said uh, some partners felt the need to justify to you how they got herpes and that someone cheated on them and that was how they got it. They were in a committed relationship. So in your experience of being different, what is it that makes you the different uh, to these partners? Well, um, taking a guess from my, from my 
my standpoint, I think what made me different um, was one, they felt comfortable enough to even disclose me number one to begin with. As where when they disclosed to someone prior to me, they always said, well, I waited, you know, three months, six months, a year or so before I even said anything about it. You know, when they asked, well, why haven't we been intimate? Like, oh, I just got my reason. And it just never happened until they finally said something. Versus with me, they're like, I, just, I feel comfortable telling you this. Or in the case of my current partner, she didn't expect to even go anywhere to begin with. So she's like, I'll just tell them, run them off and be done. You know? But what made me different, and I'll speak to my current partner, what made me different to her was the fact that she was used to looking for guys that are like the whole six foot two, 220 solid build, uh, bad boy ish persona, whatever. And, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, in a sense, kind of like, you know, God gives to women, like, oh, they, you don't want to find out, I can go get somebody else. So it's like they'll do whatever they can to get you and keep you. But, you know, those will be the same ones that you think, oh, I love this guy, but he's the one I did this to you or did that to you. Oh, he's using up all your money. Oh, you can't depend on him for nothing. But yet, this is, so she's like, oh, she's like, I got tired of that. And then now I'm dealing with this. It's like, this makes it even harder because now I got this, I got to tell them for their own personal health and safety. And that chopped down your options even more so. So it's like, you know, like I said, I like, so she was just like, you know, you're cute, you're nice, but not really what I'm looking for, but I want someone to be here for me, and I want someone who actually want to be with me and love me for me. But she's like, I, I don't quite see it, so, okay, here, I'm going to tell them. And when she saw again, I wasn't shaken by it. And I said, that was the light bulb. I'm like, okay, well, let me give them an actual chance. Let me, let's, let me dig a little bit deeper. Now, like I say, here we are now. I've got a kid, and, you know, it's like, was not expecting this. I'm like, hey, you know. You just never know. Yeah. You know, what you may want may not come packaged the way you want it, but hey, just got to be open to it. Uh huh. And I like how you say that because the way that on the outside looking in, it could sound like, oh, she felt like her options were limited or her standards were low. But I really like how you speak to, you know, how like you you went after what you wanted. Like, that's what this was about. Like, regardless of how she might have been feeling or uh, how she might have saw herself, you saw in her her honesty, you saw her beauty, you saw more to her and this potential for long term. And that's what you went for. So I guess my question from here is outside of the honesty and looks uh, and potential for long term, were there other things that were in your mind about you know what made her compatible? Why was she someone that you wanted to be with outside of just honesty? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> outside of the honesty and the looks and, you know, things of that nature, her one long time, like you said, you know, she had drive, she had passion, you know, we were opposites, you know, you know, she's, you know, not saying that, you know, she was something I wasn't looking for. I mean, that's a, like our interests are way different. And, but, you know, like I was say, opposites attract. And, you know, so I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> there are things that she likes that beforehand I would have never gotten into. You couldn't have paid me to even think about it. But now I enjoy those things with her and not, you know, more so, and this is just because, hey, you're my partner, you like them, let me just try it out. And then now I wind up liking it 
almost as much as she does, and vice versa with me. And one of one of the big things between us, like I'm a like I'm a wrestling fan. I like my WWE. Give my AEW, my Impact Wrestling. I, like that's my thing. Wasn't her thing. But now she'll sit back and watch Friday Night Smackdown with me. And, you know, she may not watch the entire show, but she'll watch certain segments. Like, okay, she can follow along. So she's now interested even more so now. Now for me, or her thing, she loves the RuPaul Drag Show. You can't pay me like you wouldn't not on this planet or the next. What I ever thought. Now she'll talk about, hey, it's coming on. Okay, look, let's get this popcorn. Who's up? Let me. See. I'm. I'm like I'm just like and I'm like I ain't something wrong with me now no way no yeah but it's you know but it's like it's a great show and would never never even thought to watch it but now hey that's something we do Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. I just watched it uh, a couple of days ago with my old college roommate. <laughs> this was the season premiere. I was like, "Whoa, it's a straight dude on here!" Like, hold on, how they go? When they gonna figure this out? Yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, he killing it though too. That's the thing. He killing it. He came out there with hey, that whole Antoinette thing. I'm like. Oh, this is cool, man. Like, I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm excited for uh, this relationship. Uh, I'm excited for just the fact that you're willing to share here. And you all, y'all, y'all got a kid together. I'm curious to know, like, from your perspective, uh, did you have any concerns about any sort of complications that would come with uh, having a child and your partner who's birthing the child having herpes? No concerns. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So did you, was this just an education thing? Like that is what alleviated any potential concerns that you might have had? Education and trust. Plain and simple. The education, because like I said, I know where it comes from. I already had a good base for it. Now being with her and my past, I know even more now than I did before. But then on top of that, I trust her. Like I say, you're doing what you need to take care of yourself. So therefore, if you're going to take care of yourself, that means you're going to take care of me. And now that we have a kid, I know you're going to take care of my child the same way. You're going to do whatever it takes to make sure they got what they need. They're going to be looked out for. Anything comes up slightly out of line, you're going to be on it. So, I mean, that means I trust you to take care of yourself. So why would I trust you to take care of our child? I mean, that's that's all it was. Yeah. This, uh, this the long game. Like, you exemplify a person who's playing the long game and i think that maybe it's an age difference maybe it's uh the paradox of choice with having so many different potential partners together uh, available to you and accessible to you from a thumb swipe that people may not be as invested as they can be in someone because there's so many options and vulnerability isn't really something that's exciting or hyped up like it takes a lot to share something vulnerable with somebody and welcome them in for emotional connection and to give and the so opportunity think that it, that, that's a sign of weakness and it's not yeah. it is not mm-hmm. for you to say something so personal so intimate by yourself and like i'm going to trust you and share this with you and you have to hope and pray they don't try to use that to hurt you use it against you or something that that's a whole hell of a lot of strength. So, yeah, absolutely. That, that's, a, that's a mindset thing. It, it's 
not weak at all. That takes a whole hell of a lot of strength. Yeah. And when we are faced with so many options of who to be vulnerable with, like it's taxing. And yes, it takes a lot of strength, but it also takes a lot of recovery because you pour into somebody like that. And when it's not reciprocated, I think that's when we get these symptoms of burnout, like dating fatigue and swiping fatigue, if you will. But when you decide, you know, this is what I want. I see the potential in this person. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to be vulnerable with them and open up to them, but you know what you want and you're going for it. And it's just like you said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want something different, you got to do something different. So if that looks like being vulnerable and demonstrating that that vulnerability with someone who you might move forward with or you might not move forward with, then that's the chance that you have to take. We look at people as taking a risk being with us for having herpes, but we don't we don't look at the risk of not taking the risk of giving someone the opportunity to show us that there's someone that we want to be with and have compatibility with. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, I would say to anyone who is, you know, who does have these symptoms or is, you know, positive, you know, I would say disclose to it early because if nothing else, if you disclose and they freak out and say some of the worst thing they could possibly say, and they're going to try, that lets you know right, right out the gate, you're not who I need to be dealing with. Point blank, period. I can cut you off right now, save myself a lot of time and trouble. And not save all my energy. But if you disclose to someone, it's like, okay, you know, give me the more background, educate me a little bit more how did this happen. Okay, now I know. And they still sticking there with you. That's what you want to put your time and energy into. Because they look past and say, okay, now that I know, I've got fully educated, I'm going to make the decision. I still choose to rock with you. Okay, let's see where this goes. It may not work out. That's still a possibility. But at the very least, you know, this person has some character to themselves that nothing else yeah that's that's beautifully said the last question i have for you is something i try to ask all the guests if i remember to do so um now we talk a lot on this podcast and other episodes about the interconnectedness of sexual health and mental health and i'm curious to know when i say sexual health is mental health what comes to mind for you when you hear that statement when i hear that statement that sexual health is mental health um, it, it brings out very true because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. As men, we put a whole lot of emphasis in sex and our private and how good we think we are sometimes and how good we think we put in the look. Let's call it space bait. We put a whole lot of emphasis on it and a whole lot of these brother here ain't doing shit. You know, let's, hey. We all got to learn somewhere, sometimes. I all got to be educated. I don't have my moments. It is what it is. But in this particular space here, you know, you need that sexual health because, <clears throat> you know, or your mental health because the moment you get some, you know, some hard news to swallow like this, that's going to mess with your mental. And that can that's going to shake you to your core. And you need to be strong enough to be able to deal with that and have someone strong enough a stronger partner in your corner to help build you back up. And it's going to take time. Don't think, oh, I'm down now, but two hours later, I'm back. No, you're not. You're fooling yourself. You're going to go through stages, you know, through the stages of hurt, grief, anger, pain. Like, take your time and go through it. Get that out of your system. Don't feel like, oh, I got to rest this or I got to get 
back to being me to my friends. I don't know what's going on. No, be yourself. Any real friends, family, they're going to be there for you regardless. So don't cut yourself short. Don't, you know, run shy from it. Express that. They need to know. Right. Um, but yeah, your sexual health is your mental health. And if, you know, and that's going to, you know, even if you have it and you're trying to meet somebody new, that's going to cause up insecurities. And that's a direct link to your mental, you know. Just how my previous partners and my current partner, like, you know, hey, I want to date, but I have this going on. So, you know, if I had a dating pool of 10 people, that's going down from like 10 to 3 now. So I got to really be picking. I got to really be choosing. And you don't want them to get to that desperate mindset of like, well, the person that wants me, I'm going to want them. And I'm sort of giving so much love and attention that they don't ever want to leave me because I don't want to be by myself. No, because that person might not be the one. Got to take that time. Is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. But do not give up. There is somebody for everybody. There is somebody out there for you. There is someone who's going to love you. Just for who you are, good, bad, and different. That I'm going to take your past and try to use it against you because we all got a goddamn past. Everyone has done something stupid. I'm no different. They're no different. You're no different. Just be like, hey, this is who I am today, right here, right now. If you're going to want me, love, and appreciate me, you got to take me for who I am right here, right now. Pass the mistakes. Pass all the fuck-ups. Now I'm educated. Now I know what I have to deal with. Are you trying to deal with this with me? If you are, great. Let's do it. If you're not, no harm, no foul. Move around. Let me find someone who wants to deal with this with me so I can be happy too. Let the congregation say amen. We just uh, left the church of Anthony. <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate you, man. Um, uh, that's it. That's all I got for you. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, please let let your girl know I said thank you. Thank you so much for uh, yeah, my pleasure. suggesting you to come on. And yeah, this is a great conversation. I appreciate you. Hey, like I said, my pleasure, man. I'm glad I could help. Uh, I hope this helps somebody out there, male or female, to understand, like, look, don't, like I said, don't give up. Like, don't think that, you know, any potential or any shot is just now gone. Mm-hmm. There's somebody. You might have to look a little bit longer, look a little bit harder, but there is somebody out there. Just do not give up. You'll find them. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll touch base with you closer to the time this episode is going to be released. Uh, I'll close this out. And then, uh, yeah, if you got any questions, you can feel free to check in with me, uh, I guess, right after we hang up here. All right, man. Well, hey, let's see. Enjoy the conversation. Like I, said, I hope they give you some of that helps a lot. Absolutely. All right, my man. Have a great night. All right. You do the same. That concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Episode two of the Discordant Dating Series. I hope that you were able to get something out of this conversation. I know that what stood out to me the most is this idea that if you want something different, you got to do something different. And speaking to a lot of people who are navigating, navigating, who are navigating herpes stigma, I think that we don't take the time to assess any sort of behavioral patterns or compulsive thoughts, actions that have probably been there 
uh, even in association with our herpes diagnosis, because that coming up to the surface, it just leaves us with, all right, well, what's the underlying behavior pattern, underlying emotion, underlying belief about us now that we are living with herpes? If we don't challenge that with our behavior, which means disrupting whatever pattern it is that exists and do something different, then we won't be able to have something different. And if we're not in the place where we have what we want or we're not doing what we want, we're not being who we want to be, then the closest thing that we have to any sort of change taking place is for us to change our behavior. So uh, this conversation with Anthony about you know wanting something different and having to do something different, I think that that's probably the greatest takeaway from this episode. If you haven't already, please like, rate, review, subscribe to, and share this podcast. I hope that this can be something that is useful to people who are going to disclose to their sexual partners um, and give them something to uh, be like a reference point for how to navigate receiving a herpes diagnosis. All right. And then, yeah, shout out to Anthony and his partner for their beautiful family. And um, I'm thankful for everyone who decided to be a part of this because I, I know that it'll be useful. Till next time, stay sex positive.